I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. So join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy. I'm a quilter, and welcome to episode 207, in which I did some long-arming. And I'm recording this on Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. Happy New Year. Our New Year celebration here at our household was very quiet. It was just the four of us, my husband and I and my two kids. Um, my son had someone, a friend of his, a long time, you know, I call him one of my half sons, a couple of different sons of, or a couple of different friends of my son who spent, you know, a lot of their high school and college years and beyond here um, are my half sons. And uh, he was going to come over because his girlfriend is currently working out of town. Unfortunately, he thinks he contracted COVID, uh, so he ended up staying home. So it was just the four of us, but that was okay. We have a long tradition of playing games together, um, mostly to keep mom and dad awake <laughs> during during the evening. Um, and we had a bunch of new games to play, so we had a very nice time. It was quiet, but it was very enjoyable. So that was our new year. Uh, as you know, I if you listened to the last episode anyway, you know that I had last week, the week between Christmas and New Year's off as vacation, and subsequently thought I was going to get all sorts of stuff done. Um, unfortunately, the combination of, you know, always having more expectations <laughs> of what I'll get done beyond any reality of even if I did have every hour free of the day, as well as the fact that I did end up working quite a bit last week. Um, we had a couple of crisis situations come up that I needed to be free to address. And so um, I didn't have quite as much of the, you know, mental energy and uh, just plain hours in the day available to me. However, I did still have a lot. And so I did, you know, I'm trying to focus on the immense amount of stuff I did get done, which I wouldn't have otherwise gotten done, rather than the things I didn't get to that I really hoped I would be able to. We all know what that feels like. So in any case, I first of all want to describe my experience spending um, some time on the long arm quilting machine uh, that I did on Thursday. And this was the second time, might have been the third. I can't remember if I did it twice before years ago when I did it um, the first time. I think I might have gone in and done it two different times. I know for sure I did one full quilt. Uh, well, not full size quilt. It was a very large throw that I did the last time. And so I was a little, I, I knew it would probably come back to me as I was doing it this time. And uh, fortunately, they do have a, a staff person who comes in and gets you all set up. And it was uh, in the long arm machine room. They have, I think... If I'm remembering the room correctly, I think they've got eight total long arm machines set up that could all be being used at the same time. There were only two of us in the room. Um, and because of the size of long arms and the size of the, the room itself, I wasn't at all concerned from a COVID precaution. Neither of us was wearing uh, masks while we were at our individual machines. 
But whenever the person came in to help me anyway, I immediately put my mask back on. Uh, so, you know, I was being cautious in that regard. So anyway, got me all set up. And uh, without even practicing at all, <laughs> I got right back into my my one sort of claim to fame all over quilting pattern that I can do with some proficiency is sort of the big, large, loopy flower thing. Um, and I'll post pictures on my uh, blog once I finish. I'm, I'm going to wait. I've got a couple of pictures from when I was actually long arming that I will post. But at this point, I've got to get the binding on it. So I'm going to wait to do the full quilt picture until I get that binding on, which I'm hoping to do this week. I just need to remember whether I have binding set aside for it somewhere. I'm looking at my fabric shelf and nothing is jumping out at me. But anyway, that's a, a problem for another moment. Um, so the the quilt that I was doing, again, was, uh, I want to say it's probably a large throw size. I think it's like 70 by 70-ish, sort of semi-square. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be square. Whether or not mine turned out square, of course, is always a question mark, but it doesn't matter. It looks pretty. And um, this was the one that was all the die cut pieces, block of the month from Cotton, Cotton Cuts, cottoncuts.com, their puzzle mystery quilt. And if you go on their website right now, they're getting signups for the one that starts in February, I think. You get to choose from one of multiple colorways, several of which are already sold out, but there's several pretty ones uh, still available. I had half a thought of doing it again, but I think I've still got one in my stash that I hadn't finished from the last time around, so I did not sign up for it. I was very proud of myself because I was very close to pushing the button. And then I decided, what was I thinking? Don't do it, Sandy. And I walked away from the website and even, in fact, closed it out on my browser before I could um, get taken over by that other Sandy. In any case, I have that one um, now done. It took me, well, I paid for almost three hours of rental time, and I would say about two of that was actually quilting. You know, it took us a good half hour to get everything set up because she was kind of teaching me how to do it as I did it. And then um, I had a little bit of time at the end to, you know, that I was cutting off my excess borders and all of that kind of thing. So I think I was probably about two hours all in quilting this thing and um, really just thoroughly enjoy the process. I was on, a, uh, the machine I was on was a handy quilter Amara and it was indeed a lovely machine. I've priced them out. Uh, they right now they're selling at this particular store for about 12 grand, I think. Um, this one, it's it's very nice. It's got the handlebars controls. It had very smooth action. Free motion was really a breeze. Um, I don't think I ever broke thread once. I did. We had to replace the bobbin two or three times. Um, but otherwise, everything worked very smoothly. It was really nice. And um, it had some bells and whistles on it, of course, that I was not using. But I, if I did... If I was right now going to rock out tomorrow and buy a long arm machine, I'm actually more looking at Janome's because if you know me, I'm a Janome girl. And uh, there's a Janome 
long arm machine and they have one at the shop that I might try to be on next time just so I can get a feel for it. Uh, the difficulty is that machine is set a little bit lower. So the woman who was working on that one is about my height and she was um, starting to get a little bit of a backache because it was just enough lower that she was kind of bent a little bit as she was using it. Whereas the Amara machine that I was on was right, pretty much right at the right height for me. Um, so although, you know, I was starting to get a little bit of uh, aching in the small of my back, that was just from being on my feet for almost three hours, which is not something I'm used to doing, even though I was in very good sneakers and they had rubber mats underneath it. In any case, back to what you really care about. Um, the, the difference between doing free motion quilting on a domestic machine and doing it on a long arm, it's all kind of in the the hand motion itself. So under a DSM, a domestic sewing machine, you are moving the quilt under the machine. On a long arm, you're moving the machine over the quilt. And I think my brain just works better <laughs> moving the machine over the quilt. Um, because although I periodically kind of ran into myself and a couple of times bopped myself into a corner and a couple of other times actually ran over myself because I could not actually see my thread in the border fabric, um, just visually it completely disappeared, which is a good thing because now you can't see where I ran over myself two or three different times. Um, it was still, it just felt very natural. It was a very natural movement for me. Um, I was really enjoying it. I put earbuds in because we couldn't hear to talk to each other over the machines anyway. So I put earbuds in and I was listening to a book on tape while I was doing it. Um, and I really found that it could be quite zen if I didn't have in the back of my head that I only had this machine for a certain amount of time and had to get this done. Um, if the machine was in my own home where I could just kind of take my time doing it, I could see where it would be something I would just really enjoy doing. Um, so does that mean at some point in the future, I will buy a long arm machine? You know, I'm not against the idea. <laughs> Certainly it is something I would love to look into. It's just not something that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, so, you know, and when I look at the fact that I can rent long arm time for many, many years before I even get close to the cost of owning one, the, the difference being that when I rent the time, um, you know, I have to go somewhere to do it. I can't do it 15 minutes at a time when I have a few minutes. It, it's harder to, you have to get it done to get it off the machine. There's no just leaving it there. You know, so all of those things are around rental. Um, but right now, immediate future, won't be able to buy one. Um, but I would say for any of you who are kind of, if you enjoy machine quilting and you've never tried to long arm, I would suggest looking up and see if there's a place near you that you can rent time on one and have somebody kind of show you how it works and just give it a shot. It is a lot of fun. Um, I apologize. You're about to hear my puppy uh, kind of scolding her bigger brother because he won't play with her right now. So I have to go throw her out of my office. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. She's now down in her crate with some uh, treats and peanut butter and a chew toy. That'll keep her happy. And Augie, her big brother, is sleeping soundly at my side. Much happier that he's not being bugged anymore. So anyway, that was my long arm experience. Um, I'm going again next Monday. And 
I have a quilt, I think it's about the same size. I just measured it yesterday, if I recall, it came out to about the same size. It's also a die cut block of the month from Cotton Cuts. So um, I haven't quite decided what quilting pattern I'm gonna do on that one yet. I may just do a meander, or if they can set me up with a pantograph, I may do something like that. Um, but anyway, that'll be fun. So that's long arming. That's probably the most interesting thing I did all week. I did also get uh, lots of progress done on my Storm at Sea, still plugging away. I've got two of the four units now completely done. I had to cut up an additional 30 pieces for unit three, which is identical to unit two. And um, as I look ahead to the final unit, unit four, boy, those stacks are looking like I'm really short <laughs> of one of the the elements for that one. So I suspect I'm going to be doing some more cutting as well for that piece. Um, it's easy now, again, because this is the one I used the um, AccuQuilt, they call them bobs, block on board, uh, the Storm at Sea AccuQuilt die. And it does make it super easy, particularly the, the units I'm doing right now are diamonds with four corners to turn them into rectangles. And the way that the die cuts are shaped, you know exactly which way the piece has to go on. I've only accidentally sewn on, I think, three pieces all in. And we're talking, I'm doing, you know, 124 times with four different corners uh, for one of the units. And now I'm on the second set of units. So I'm doing hundreds of these things, which I try not to think about because that's when I go crazy. Um but in any case, I've only had two or three that I've had to unsew and re-sew to get them back on in the right way. And that was just because I wasn't you know, paying attention. When I'm looking at what I'm doing, it's really, it's like, how did I manage to sew that on wrong? It's so obvious that it doesn't fit. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I managed to do wrong, even when it's obvious what right is. Um, there's a sermon in that somewhere. <laughs> in any case. Um, so I am, I'm making good progress on that. And once I'm done with this, I'll probably do a little bit more on it tonight. Although I am pretty tired at this point, it's uh, five o'clock at night and it's been a long day already. Anyway, um, I did, well, the other second of the goals that I had for my vacation week were to prep the quilt for the long arm. And I did that and I got it long arm. So that's all good. Um, I did clean up that Jelly Roll race quilt. It is still on the design wall, still trying to decide what I'm going to do about borders. I kind of feel like it needs something, but I don't think I've got, well, I'm 99% sure I don't have anything in my stash that would work because um, it's kind of a, a unique color way to what I usually work in. So it's not something that I naturally have a lot of that type or tone of um, fabric around. So I would have to actually buy something and trying to do that right now is sort of beyond me. So <laughs> that's, that's just hanging out on my design wall, um, kind of mocking me because <laughs> I still don't love it. And I'm trying to decide if I can ever do anything to it that'll make me love it. Um, and then my fourth goal for last week was to maybe start another one, um, but I'll talk about that more in a minute because it has also to do with something else I was doing this week. So this time of year, 
Back when I was podcasting regularly, you might remember that I always did a Quilty Resolution Challenge. Not doing a challenge to any of you all this year. Uh, it was enough just to get myself back into quilting. Um, and I have been. Thank you very much for this podcast. Any of you who are actually listening to this at this point, um, because I am actually quilting because I keep thinking, but I've got to have something to talk about. So it's working. Uh, let's talk about what I'm looking ahead towards in 2022. I am doing, at least for the moment, the 21-day decluttering challenge for January going on at Get It Done Quilts. I think her name is Karen Brown. She's on YouTube. I have subscribed to her YouTube channel for some time. Um, she does a lot of uh really good tips and tricks, particularly around scrap quilting. And so um, I would highly recommend her. Again, it's Get It Done Quilts. And she's running a, a decluttering challenge during January day one, which was January 1st, was just going through and taking all the garbage out of your sewing room. Um, and I didn't have a whole lot of garbage. I did empty my garbage cans and, and got rid of some other stuff. But I then used it. You take 30 minutes a day and she herself apparently does it like in five minute increments. I did it in 10 minute increments, but I did it um, not just getting rid of garbage, but then I also worked on, I had one corner that had been sort of my toss it there until I can figure out what to do with it corner. I think we've all got those <laughs> somewhere in our house. And a lot of it was stuff that I had set aside to take to a guild quilt retreat that I didn't end up being able to go to because we do like a, um, oh, what is it called? Paper bag, silent auction kind of stuff where everybody brings stuff in that they want to get rid of. It all gets divided up and then you put in tickets and you win it back. And if you're lucky, you don't win back what you brought in. Um and so I'd set aside a bunch of stuff and it just kind of got piled in that quarter. So I've now pulled it all back out of that corner and it's actually sitting in the back seat of my car because I'm not going to be able to go to this year's retreat either. And I'm either going to hand it over to somebody who will be going or I will just hand it out at that retreat meeting. But in either case, it is out of my sewing room. So that felt good. That corner is now clear. Um, I'm not tripping over stuff as I walk in because it's the corner closest to the door. That just felt good to get that done. Um, today's challenge, which I haven't done yet, I'm planning on doing it again once I'm done with this podcast. It is, uh, what does she call it? Squatters. Anything that's squatting in your <laughs> in your sewing room that's not supposed to be there. So stuff that should be in other rooms. Again, I don't have a lot of that kind of stuff. The problem I do have is that my sewing room is also my home office. And I think where I'm having more issues is with the home office part of things, because for many years, again, this I had been working from home full time. And so I had certain shelves and there are certain kind of filing units and such in my shared office sewing room that I had been using quite a bit during that time. Well, then when I got this job, I now have an office. And so I had moved a lot of stuff out, and my intent was to convert this purely into a sewing room, just getting it basically just having my a, a home computer in one corner so that I did have access to a computer and printer here at home if I needed it. But for the most part, everything else would be cleaned out. Well, that got about half done, 
And then the pandemic hit and I was back to working at home. And then I had to bring some of the stuff that was in my region office back home to my home office. And so now I've kind of got stuff in either case. I do need to clean that all out. It's going to take longer than 30 minutes. Um, so what I'm actually trying to do now before I get into today's 30 minutes is to determine if there's like one corner or one set of shelves or one something that I really want to focus on that I can get done in 30 minutes and that won't stress me out to do it, but that I'll really notice a difference and feel better when it's done. So that's kind of where today's uh, decluttering challenge is. Um, I would recommend it to people if you're feeling like you would like to spend some time just kind of reorganizing. It's helpful to do it in the way that she uh, outlines it because she basically, again, it's just 30 minutes a day and you can do it in six five-minute increments. You can do it in 310. You can do it in 215. You can do it in 130. It all depends on um, what you want to do. She gives you tips and warnings <laughs> like today's. She says, if you take something into another room to put it back where it belongs, don't get distracted and start cleaning that corner in that room. Just put it away and come back and you can deal with that later. Um, she talks about keeping a running to-do list as you're finding these other areas that need to be um, done and so forth. So I don't know. I start back to work on my usual schedule tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see how much I'm able to keep going while I'm in my usual work schedule. But I feel like 30 days, 30 minutes a day isn't that much. And even if I only get 10 to 15 minutes done of that day's declutter challenge, that's still more than 15 minutes I would have gotten done otherwise. So that feels like a good thing to do. Um, I did when I, <laughs> when I said I was going to come back to that jelly roll quilt that I started. If you remember, I started a jelly roll quilt, I think a couple of days before Christmas. So it was probably two weeks ago. And discovered as I broke open the jelly roll and started separating out of the strips that it was a lot of the script, the jelly roll was called something about backgrounds and blenders or something along those lines. So they're kind of boring on their own. Well, what I discovered when I cleaned out that corner <laughs> that had gotten a bunch of stuff just thrown on it, I have all of my fabric stash is on shelves. I had repurposed a closet organizing system the wire racks that you can attach in, pull out drawers and all of that kind of stuff. That's, I just mounted that on a wall and that's where my fabrics are all, um, that's where my stash is organized. And I have uh, repurposed the pullout tie rack or belt rack, it's either one. It sits back in and then you pull it out and it's got little hooks on either side to either hang ties or belts on. I use that for fabric strips. So when I'm working on Jelly Roll quilts, I can separate everything out and just hang them on that rack and, um, you know, I'm good to go. Uh, however, I had, so at some point, and it was at least a year ago, it may have been longer. I'm not really sure. I had broken up a Jelly Roll. I had sorted everything out and I had hung it up on that tie rack. Do you think I can remember or find the pattern that I thought I was going to be working on. I have no idea what I set aside these jelly roll strips for. They are great colors though, um, and they are the kind of bright colors that I really had been picturing doing this more current jelly roll quilt. So I think, I haven't pulled them off and counted and everything, but I think if I mix those in with the other jelly roll, I think I'm probably between those I'm going to be able to find um, the ones I want, and then just throw in some for my stash for interest. So I think I'm 
good to move forward on that when um, I do have the mental energy to sit there and think through that kind of thing. Um, I was going to do so our guild. I'm going to start going back to our guild meetings. Uh, first one this week. Um, our guild has sort of been revitalized recently under new leadership. We had some, unfortunately, over the last five years that I haven't been able to go as much, we lost uh, several of our really active members passed away. Um, a couple from flus and things that just were very unexpected. Other ones uh, through one just through age. Another one um, had cancer that had gone into remission and come back. So we had um, really went through some tough times as a guild. Now we have some new folks have stepped into those leadership positions and we have some new people in the guild. And it's just kind of feels like it's that re-energized guild um, that it had been before when I had first started going. And now I am more able to control my schedule in such a way that I think I should be able to get there most months. So I do plan on going back this month. And so I had gone in and looked at what challenges they were starting up in 2022. They are doing a UFO challenge, so I'm going to be doing that. Um, the way this one's working is you pay a $5 entry fee. And then there are five deadlines through the year. Through the year, you list, you turn in with your five dollar entry fee. You turn in a list of your five UFOs that you plan on getting, and each one you assign one of the deadlines. Um, and then every time you can complete that quilt by that deadline, you get a dollar back. Anything that doesn't get claimed in any month goes into a pot at the end, and then there's going to be a drawing, I guess, of whoever has made it all the way through. Uh, so I did take some time yesterday and I figured out what quilts I would use. Um, fortunately, because it is already January and I am still finishing uh, the the one I just long-armed on Thursday, uh, I still have to put the binding and the label on it. So technically it is still UFO. So I'm going to, I put that one as the first deadline. Um, and then the quilt that I'm long-arming next Monday, I put as the second deadline. Uh, and then I chose three others that I'd just really like to get done. And every one of them is just a quilt top that I can either, uh, I have one that's a table runner that I'll be able to just machine quilt here at home. And then the other one's a, a larger quilt that I can rent time on the long arm for. So I've got those set up. Um, so that'll be good motivation. I don't really care about the five bucks, but it's good motivation to just have that challenge going and the, the fun of being able to report in at guild meetings and such. That should be good. I had a brief thought that lasted all of about 10 minutes sorting through fabrics that I was also going to join in our guild's block of the month challenge. Apparently it's um, every month a 12 and a half inch block. This, at least for January, is a block of our choosing. We could choose anything we want. We could just use primary colors. Um, I had this idea, okay, well I can go into EQ8, I can choose a bunch of blocks so I can kind of keep everything in one place and track what colors I'm using and everything. I wanted to do, uh, for January, I really thought I would do the card trick block. I've always wanted to do one. But then I started sorting through fabrics. I had it, you know, I printed it out from EQ8 and the size I would need and started sorting through fabrics. And I, I just found myself suddenly stressed. <laughs> and, and I had this, I was like going back, well, I can't do those fabrics because what if it ends up being this? I don't know where this is going to go. And 
what happens if I get halfway through and I start running out of those color values and everything, even though I was going to do it scratch. But I was just sort of freaking out. And I immediately thought, no, <laughs> that means just stop and put it down and don't do it. Um, it might be a, a fun thing, but when it's not fun for me, even in my first <laughs> my first time out of the gate, that says I'm not in the mental place to take that one on right now. So I'm I'm setting that aside. It'll be fun to see what other people do, but that's that's just not something I'm going to do right now. Uh, the other thing I decided to walk away from, I was going to do Angela Walter Waters um, has a free motion quilting feather basics challenge going on YouTube where she's posting, or she, I don't know if it's going now or if she's already done with it and I'm just now finding it. It's fairly recent. And it's every week she posts a video and then some instructions and other things. And you can buy all sorts of stuff from her store to make it really easy for you. And I, you know, I was hot off this fun time on the long arm. And I thought, boy, I'd really like to get back into working on my feathers. I'd gotten kind of good a little bit at certain types of them before um, on my domestic machine. Um, but then I decided I was probably really being overly optimistic. <laughs> so that was another one I walked away from. Um, I will continue to work on my free motion quilting skills as I am finishing quilts. So goals for this coming week. Um, again, I give you permission to nag at me. However, that being said, I am back to work this week and I've got just a boatload of meetings. All sorts of people put themselves on my calendar. Um, for meetings. So I'm going to try to be really good about making sure I have downtime. Uh, and to a degree, I control my schedule, but to a degree, I also just have to be available when other people are available. So it's a little bit hit and miss what I can actually control. Um, and I am actually going to be away this weekend, but I'm going to be away for fun. Both of my older sisters retired uh, this year by younger, older sister, <laughs> if that makes sense, uh, retired from the ministry. She does still have a full-time secular job, but she retired from the ministry um, back in September, October. And then my older sister, older, older sister, just retired from ministry, which was her full-time job uh, this week. She just, December 31st was her last day and she is fully retired. And so to celebrate for both of them, I rented a cabin in the Finger Lakes just for the three of us for the weekend. We haven't done something um, as sisters for, you know, just going away like this. Gosh, the only other time I remember doing it once was my mom taking all of us sisters together to Toronto. And I think even that, I think we were only together one night before we met up with dad. I don't remember the circumstances. I just remember staying in a hotel, um, the Beacon Motor Inn, if any of you are in the uh, Ontario, Canada, the Ontario province. It was the Beacon Motor Inn. It was somewhere between Hamilton and um, Toronto, right along the lake there. And we stayed there overnight and it was kind of this big deal. I think I was probably 14 at the time because we never stayed in hotels. We grew up camping and in a trailer. So uh, that's why it stands out in my mind. But this, we're looking forward to it. And then all of our extended families, our various uh, spouses and children and children's spouses and children are all coming down on Saturday for our extended family Christmas. But then we're kicking them all back out again. It's just us staying <laughs> overnight. 
Um, so I'm going to be gone Friday through Sunday. Uh, and doubt I'll be doing, I might bring some embroidery with me. That's actually one of my goals for this week. So my goals for this coming week are to continue work on the Storm at Sea quilt. I want to label and bind the yellow quilt that I just long-armed, and I need to give it a good name. And then I need to prep the purple quilt for long-arming. It's it's 90% of the way there. I just need to give it a really good press and then make sure that the backing really is as big as I think it is. Um, and then, of course, doing my daily decluttering challenge. And the other thing I really do want to start getting back into is my embroidery. Now that I'm back into quilting on a fairly fairly regular basis, I really want to pick up my embroidery again. Um, I have not been doing that for about the same amount of time as I haven't been quilting. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure why. It is a little bit more challenging for me now because I have developed um, arthritis in a couple of my fingers, so it can get they can get pretty sore, but I also know that the best way to kind of fight arthritis getting worse is to continue to use your joints <laughs> as much as possible. So I really want to try to get back into that. So that's my other goal this week is to pull my embroidery back out and start trying to get back into some sort of habit with that. So that's all of my life. I would like to respond to some of y'all comments. I'm actually starting to get comments now, which is fun. It does... I was thinking uh, yesterday as I was kind of trying to collect all the comments from the various places people can leave them, to a degree, I sort of feel like I'm in a hotel lobby and seeing all these people I haven't seen for years and just running up and giving them hugs and saying, it's so good to hear from you again. <laughs> it is fun. A lot of these names I recognize, but there's also some of them that are new. So I want to say thank you to all of you for listening. I want to say um, welcome back to those of you who I do know and who used to comment quite regularly when I was podcasting before, and um, it was really good to hear from you again, and I am so glad to hear from new folks as well. Um, because there are now so many places people can leave comments, I hope I caught them all. I did want to specify a couple of people. Sherry on Facebook uh, responded to one of my comments about scraps for some of the extra bits you might consider she left a website, I found a quiltedheart.com. Um, and apparently what this is is people quilt hearts, make quilted hearts, stuffed quilt uh quilted hearts, and then they just leave them out in the world in places for people to find. <laughs> and and Sherry said this was something I might want to look into. She says it's a chance to explore other areas to take the puppy walking and find places to plant surprises. Um the only thing is, I will say, there is no way I could have either of my dogs with me if I was trying to leave a quilted heart somewhere because my dogs are retrievers. <laughs> they don't leave anything anywhere. Um, uh, it would be a constant fight to keep them, get them to leave the heart where they, I told them, you know, put it. So they're not coming with me when I do this, but that is such a cool idea. And, um, I am for sure going to look into doing that. Uh, Leah also said she hasn't been doing much over the last two years, but she is also now committing to getting things done. She also has a couple of jelly rolls to use, too. Um, she says she found a couple of patterns that use a background fabric in with the strips that she likes better than the jelly roll race. And um, I agree that I'm looking a lot into strip quilting. I've also done 
and I've done these in the past, and I'm pulling out the, the books again. Uh, strip tubing is the name of the books. There's strip tubing, and then there's strip tubing plus one, or strip tubing, or more strip tubing. I don't remember what the second one was called, but if you look up strip tubing, you'll find them both. Um, it is, again, a fairly easy and fast way to do quilts. There is a specialty ruler that comes with it, but it's just a big triangle. Um, you could, I think they even give directions about how to do it without their specialty triangle. I do have their ruler, uh, but those are fun quilts to make too. So yes, those are uh, things I'm going to be doing. I also saw a nice variation on the Jelly Roll Race uh, type that you do on YouTube that I really liked. Um, and a part of it, I think, is by virtue of the actual jelly roll that she used. But it's with Donna at Jordan Fabrics. That's another person I subscribe to on uh, YouTube, Jordan Fabrics. And it, the YouTube itself, the video itself is introducing the adjustable size jelly roll race quilt pattern. And basically the difference is she does... Um, Actually, now that I'm looking at her color of it, I'd have to double check. She may cut her jelly roll strips in half first. I'm trying to see if they... No, I guess they look full length. Um, she does a set of three two and a half inch squares sewn in a row of accent colors that then she sews in between the strips. So you have strip three two and a half inch squares of different colors, strip three and a two, two and a half inch uh, squares. And then she does it lengthwise. So instead of sewing them together, so you've got all the strips going horizontally, she's got them so they're going vertically. And then when what ends up happening is the accent fabrics or the accent squares end up going in a diagonal. So it has a much more purposeful look about it. And because she's doing it lengthwise, it's a lot easier to make it whatever height you want and whatever width you want, depending on how, however many jelly rolls you use. Um, I just, I like the look a lot better. So my guess is if I do another jelly roll race style quilt, I will likely try that one. Um, I will put the link to the YouTube video on my blog or on the show notes to this episode. But again, if you just look up Jordan Fabrics, adjustable size jelly roll race quilt or something like that. You'll find it. Um, Di, glad to have you back. Uh, she says, I always liked your combination of life updates, etc. Um, she says, by coincidence, I received a wool pressing mat as a Christmas gift after looking at them for ages. Looking forward to giving it a go in the next few days. Di, let us know. How'd you like it? I love mine. She says, my unsung hero is not strictly a notion. Good lighting is becoming more essential as I get older. In my small sewing room, I have four lights, even my torch, which means she's from either England or Australia, um, gets used often to peer in the inter into the innards of machines when cleaning or troubleshooting. For those of you who in the U.S., she means a flashlight. Um, torches bear flames here in the U.S., and you wouldn't necessarily want to get it near your sewing machine. Um, bad things might happen, but in England or Australia, they're called torches. Anybody else? Does anybody else call a flashlight a torch? I love calling it a torch. I don't because I would, here in the U.S., I would just sound pretentious. Um, people don't like it when you do stuff like that. 
Anyway, uh, Colleen asks if I will be uploading to Apple Podcasts, and I am still trying. <laughs> I don't think it's quite taken yet. That is the one that's taken me the longest. Um, I did finally give up altogether on Google. It just wasn't cooperating. I hadn't been in Google before, so I'm not worrying about it now. Um, I am available, however, in any number of other podcatchers and in Stitcher and um, I think I might be in Spotify now. I'll have to double check that one. Uh, and of course, home base, Podbean, uh, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. I'm That's where I host from. And then I link it to my own website at quiltingfortherestofus.com. Uh, Gil also, Gil, Jill, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, um, said, so glad to hear you're back. Yay, I'm glad to be back. Stephanie from... Uh, the, this is definitely um, Old Home Week with Stephanie. Uh, glad to hear my voice again. Jelly Roll Quilts. Um, I just bought a pattern called Top Down. I hear it's a quick and easy Jelly Roll Quilt. So, Stephanie, you're going to have to give us your review, if it is. Um, have fun on the long arm. You might just get hooked. I absolutely would be hooked if I wasn't also going to have to be replacing my car within the next year. Um Having a full house again has to be cool. My son says he will never come back as long as we continue to live in the country. Um, my son also used to say he would never come back. You know, life happens. But he thinks within he's within a, a probably six weeks to two months of moving back out again. Um, and having a full house is mostly really cool. I do really enjoy my kids as adults. We do have a lot of fun together. It is hard sometimes being four adults sharing a house. It's mostly, though, about the animals. Two large dogs and two cats who all like to be around their people, so we all end up in the same room most of the time <laughs> and get a little claustrophobic. Uh, but anyway, Stephanie says, good luck on your quilting ventures. Uh, Stephanie, by the way, is Stephanie, formerly of Blessed to Quilt and currently Memoirs of a Long-Arm Quilter. Um, definitely check her out. Uh, she does beautiful work as well. Noni, Noni, good to, to have you around. Uh, she also gives a link to, um, she just gives the link. I had to look it up and it is Just Get Her Done Quilts. Again, Karen Brown. Uh, so that's two votes for her stuff. She talks about a lot of stash busting projects that would be great for your Jelly World races. And Noni asks about Soda and Boxing Day. She left this comment well before Boxing Day. Um, and I did have my own so day. I'm just not at the point yet where I can both sew and engage in social media the way I used to. <laughs> my brain just, I don't have that much mental bandwidth at this point. I'm kind of pretty much either sewing or doing social media. I can't really do both. I'm hoping eventually that gift comes back to me. It's no longer here. I do know a lot of folks did do Boxing Day stuff. Um, here in the U.S., we don't actually celebrate Boxing Day, but the day after Christmas is always a pajama day in my house. So back when I was podcasting regularly, I started a Boxing Day sew-in, and I actually, I think the first year I had giveaways and everything. It was all sorts of stuff, but yeah, I, I don't have the energy there. But Noni, thank you for being one of the first people to find my podcast again and listen to it. Thanks also to Mary Lou, Kay, Eileen, Susan, Elizabeth, and Linda for your comments. Welcome me, me back. Um, again, hope I didn't miss anybody's comments. I Because this is a reboot, I kind of have several different places now where people are leaving comments. Um, I don't know if I'll 
have the time to ever figure out how to get them all put back together in one place or not, but we'll see. So um, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, we got a little bit longer this time because I was do I had comments to respond to that thought was so exciting. I would tell you to give me a like on iTunes, but <laughs> I don't know that I'm back there yet. Otherwise, um, feel free to nag me to get my quilty on this week. And otherwise, I hope you're all having a wonderful new year. I hope you are staying safe. Remember, it's not time to take the masks off yet. Uh, I just canceled a trip I was supposed to be taking to Indiana in a couple of weeks because our numbers here um, in our city are just skyrocketing. It's still there, folks. It is still a concern. Uh, it is something I'm triply vaccinated and I still worry about getting it. So please be safe. Please stay masked. Please be careful um, and help everybody else stay safe as well. And the best way to do that is what? Staying in your sewing room. And sewing isn't that convenient. So with that all being said, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. 